This week's episode of Grunt Work brought to you by Bathing in the USA. It's not a Miley Cyrus song. Yeah, and you know, actually it's funny, as a lot of people think that Bathing in the USA is a really patriotic song, but it's actually uh, very critical of American foreign policy and how we treat our uh, bathroom veterans. I always read it as a commentary on American consumerism. Or just the fact that, uh, you know, people don't wash enough. Welcome, everybody, to Grunt Work. No. Yes. No, it was good. No, no, no try it again. I like it. No, this is going to stand. I, I'm trying to bring the energy. <laughs> Gather round, everybody. Step right up, step right up, and welcome to Grunt Work, the podcast about the TV series Home Improvement, where Landon and I watch every episode of Home Improvement and talk about them, and I'm realizing that I haven't really given a lot of thought to this intro ahead of time before it's I started okay. talking. It's totally fine. Uh, I'm Truman, here with, as mentioned, my co-host Landon. How you guys doing? And, uh, Landon, how, well, how are you doing? You're, you're interested in how they're doing. I'm interested in how you're doing. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate you asking. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, some interesting stuff has happened since the last time we recorded. Yes. You're not going to see a big, uh, anyone listening to this isn't going to see a gap in time. Uh, yeah. but there has been a significant, uh, period of time between episode eight and episode nine. Yeah. Uh, where a number of things have happened. One, I'll bring up the, the thing that yeah. I'm excited about. Yeah. Uh, they announced a, um, what do you call it? Not a reboot, not a, not a reinvention, but, uh, not even a reunion. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word you're looking for because uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Roseanne is coming back. Oh, Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Roseanne reboot or the new season at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's been renewed. Uh, I don't, I think it's through ABC. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know that I read too much about it. Um, yeah. I don't even know who's, is Roseanne going to be in it? Um, this is all for a show that has nothing to do with home improvement except that it's ABC. And now that Last Man Standing has been canceled, which yes. I know is something you wanted to discuss. Yes, however briefly. The potential for home improvement it's, could it, come back. That, that, home, that home improvement uh, reboot that we've been agitating for, that reunion <laughs> special that the world has been deprived of for That's so right. long. Uh, that, no, that is exciting. I saw that Roseanne was coming back and I thought of you because I remembered how much, uh, how much that show meant to you at, at a formative time in your life. And there's a lot of, uh, creative talent from that show and Home Improvement. Um, Matt Williams, oh, yeah. uh, created both shows. Oh. So, uh, a lot of crossover there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and as you mentioned, uh, Last Man Standing, uh, now off the air. This frees up Tim Allen for the Santa Claus 9. Uh, <laughs> We skipped several sequels in it's there. True. I am curious what his involvement with Disney is going to be from here on out, just yeah. because um, Last Man Standing was ABC, uh, which is owned by Disney, yeah. which did the Santa Claus movies. Yeah. They work in tandem with Pixar. Yeah. You know, if he is uh, feeling betrayed by this, he might not want to work with them in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying the the future of Buzz Lightyear... <laughs> Is at stake here, <laughs> just to lay those stakes on the table. I would, I would also say though that uh, that that just in the same way that that liberal studio heads will be swayed despite their uh, their political convictions by money, I think that a conservative actor will also be swayed if the price is right. I, Very you true. Know, yeah. If he believes in the free market, then come on, right. Disney has the scratch. To well, I know, and that's kind of a. a 
you know, bad move on, on Disney's part because if they canceled his show, he, and they really want him for a project, say, as Buzz Lightyear. Or Butt Lightyear. Butt Lightyear. In, that's, in the, porno, the unauthorized fair, porno parody. <laughs> I don't think Tim has reached that low in his career yet. Well, he's got uh, butt hinges, I mean. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, he now has a huge bargaining chip, uh, should they want him, um, in one of their projects. Cause yeah. he's like, you could easily squeeze a couple million dollars out of your contract. Oh, yeah. For spite. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about home improvement. Well, you think so? On our home improvement <laughs> podcast, should we talk about that? Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna come out and say I liked this episode quite a lot. I did too. It's been a while since we've watched one, and this one was just like a, a refreshing ice cold crystal Pepsi. Yeah. Uh, that just, just reminded me all the things that I love about this show. Right. And it's easy for us to forget since there were a few weeks between us recording, but yeah. the last episode that we watched was flying sauces, which was also a very strong episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, so they're like, I mean, even in these first nine episodes, it's been a pretty strong batch, you know, yeah. like, uh, they're getting their sea legs pretty yeah, quickly. Exactly. I even feel like it was there from the get go. And I feel like I've said as much, but, um, yeah, yeah, this is a very, very just solid episode. I agree with you. It's it's very it's high up there on my list. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you give us a quick rundown of what happens so everyone at home knows what we're talking about? <laughs> and we can just dive uh, in. All right. Well, the the title of this episode is called "Bubble Bubble Toil and Trouble," mm. which is a play on uh, the Macbeth quote, uh, "Song of the Witches, Double Double Toil and Trouble." Mm-hmm. Um, the episode is about. Uh, it starts with Tim and the boys in the parents' bathroom, in his, Tim and Jill's bathroom. And uh, it's quickly apparent that there's not enough room in there. Jill um, wishes for a uh, uh, two sinks because she's tired of looking at Tim's gunk in the sink, his shaving gunk. Uh, Tim goes, hey, wait a minute. This sounds like a home improvement project. <laughs> Shame on you, Jill, for bringing it up. You knew what this was going to start. Yeah, you prodded the bear on that one. Um what he does is uh, gets the set of tool time, the producers of tool time, to agree to fund the entire project if they can film it as an episode on the television show. So in addition to the double sinks, he's also going to install a whirlpool and just generally redo the bathroom as an episode of tool time. And it goes off without a hitch, not a single problem. It's a two-day project that takes 18 days. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Everyone yes. in the household uh, starts to lose their mind. Even Wilson gets a little impatient uh, at a certain point. Um, Jill gets fed up, takes the kids to a hotel, leaves Tim to finish up the project on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she comes back feeling like she's missed him in a very tender moment. Yes. And, um, surprise, the bathroom's finished. It's And it's a dope-ass bathroom when it's finally done. Yes. Uh, that's, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, I think, I think that is the long and short of it. Um, I, so here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, Jill, I'm on, I'm, look, I, we're Team Jill, I'm Team Jill, but in this episode, Jill, Jill, I just don't... So she and Tim are standing at their one sink and they're arguing, or, you know, they're doing their playful, uh, back and forth, their, their, um, their, uh, moonlighting-esque banter. They're Spencer right. and Tracy, as I, as I put it before, uh, which is one person talking to himself. But, they're, but I wish they're, I had a Hepburn impression, uh, just, backlogged here, but I don't. On, on deck, we'll practice one for next week. I'll, I'll fuck up there again. <laughs> But they're, they're doing their back and forth, and Jill makes this offhanded comment about, like, oh, I wish we had two sinks. 
And then, and then Tim, of course, gets going on. Oh, I can put two sinks in here. And then Jill's like, oh, no, Tim, no, it'll be a disaster if you do it. No, Tim, no. So how long have you been married to him, Jill? What do you think? He, he. Well, that's he, a good question. How long do you think they've been married? I th- thought this the other day. I mean, I feel like these are the sort of people who got married shortly after college. They mm-hmm. probably met in college. Yeah. And so their kids are, like, their oldest is probably, say, about 10. Uh, I'd say. 10 or 11, yeah. 10 or 11. So, Red, yeah. so the night, I don't know. So maybe they've been married. I mean, it would make sense for them to have been married for like maybe 15 years. Okay. So you've been married to Tim for 15 years. That's serious yeah. canon now. We're going with it. Nobody argue. <laughs> uh, and you don't, like, how do you not know that this is how his mind works? The guy right. who, who on spec just like, be, with, with, he, he will, ju- he will <laughs> soup up the dishwasher or the lawnmower just on spec. When you actually suggest, when you put the thought in his head to redo the bathroom, yeah. which is actually a thing that people do remodel. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jill. I don't want to blame the victim here, but you, you, what were you doing saying that around Tim? You know what he's gonna. <laughs> well, maybe it was intentional and she was pawning it off as a, and then oh. just completely re- regretted it once she realized, oh no, that's. Well, I mean, but it does pay off in the long run. I mean, it she does. gets she gets her nice bathroom, and she gets more than she wanted. Also, also, I'm sorry. I'm just so, so no, many of these things right. jumped out jumped out at me. The the deal that he cuts with Tool Time, where where the show <laughs> the yeah. show pays for like all the labor takes, cost, takes and, his uh, abuse of the show. Uh, you know, in the past, he's used it just to like dir- uh, air his dirty laundry. Yeah, about uh, his family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. all of a sudden, he's using the show. To um to get a home renovation done, yeah, it's, it's like what are the producers thinking on that show? I I feel like the, the this whole show must be an elaborate money laundering mm. uh, uh operation, and so that's why the producers <laughs> who you see on screen are always just kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever. We're just you know the Russian mob money goes in and clean <laughs> right. money comes out. Is Binford a uh, an anagram for uh, some sort of big you know Russian? Uh... Yeah, yeah, you know they they they've got they've got ties to Jeff Sessions and everybody else. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just the way that he puts it is something, you know, when, when at first Jill is saying, oh, we can't afford it. And then Tim says, no, 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 I'm going to do it as a special on the show. Yeah. They're going to cover like all of the labor costs and like 50% of the part costs. And, and so, yeah, this thing turns into a disaster. Yeah. It takes yeah. 18 days to completely <laughs> remodel, but it takes 18 days to completely remodel the bathroom and at the end of the day, you're paying a fraction of what you would have normally. Right. And yeah, there's a bunch of mistakes and mishaps along the way, but if the production has insurance, that's going to cover that. Right. So yeah, okay, so it's kind of an awkward 18 days. It's kind of unpleasant and uncomfortable. But but if you have to take 18 days of unpleasantness to get a bomb-ass bathroom on the cheap. Right, but I, I guess looking at it from the producer's perspective, sure. you agree to do this renovation in Tim's home for a two-day project that takes 18 <laughs> days. And we're and I'm assuming, and I could be wrong in this, uh, that they filmed for 18 days. Seems that well the cameras are there in his house the whole time. I mean, what kind of what kind of decision is that as a producer to go, you know, this is going to turn into a mini series. <laughs> Where this is going to be a three VHS set that we're going to have to put out. It, it's like it's like the Civil War. They they show it in uh, <laughs> yeah. they show it in in, in uh, shop class instead. They've got Ken Burns yeah. narrating and like a violin playing in the background. <laughs> As the renovation dragged into its sixth day, <laughs> they're reading uh, Jill's letters to Tim. Yeah, yeah. Over long slow shots of the Mississippi River at sunset. <laughs> it just seems like a, a strange like. 
the producer, everyone in this episode should know Tim better than they do. Yeah. Because Jill, you know, you're right, it just kind of prods the bear unintentionally. Yeah. Uh, and the producers give him full leeway. Al agrees to it. The plumber, well, the plumber is like, the voice well, this, of reason. this is the first time we get to see Felix the plumber. He, he becomes oh, yeah? a, uh, I don't know about series regular, but he's in a few episodes. Yeah. Um, Everyone is just like giving Tim like the benefit of the benefit of the doubt, and it's obviously not working out to their, to, uh, their yeah, benefit. Yeah, but. to and to anyone's to anyone's benefit. I, I feel like saying to Tim, "Oh man, I wish there was a second sink here," is like saying <laughs> to Courtney Love in the '90s, "Oh man, what am I going to do with all this cocaine? <laughs> if only someone would snort it. What will we do?" Uh, Courtney Love's still alive, right? That's y- not grass. Yes, okay, <laughs> she has not died of an overdose. Okay, good, excellent. Um. Yeah, but so let's start with the 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 first scene. We get to see a new set. Oh yes, I know. Yeah, that was exciting. Which is strange to me that they built a new set for this bathroom. Yeah, because the the episode starts in Tim and Jill's bathroom. Yes, very very Kubrickian to yeah. focus on the bathroom. <laughs> it wasn't red though. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. So we start in the bathroom, but it, it struck me as strange that they built this new set only to rebuild it <laughs> by the end of. I, I feel like I would have would have put my money into building two sets and rewritten like two different episodes to get my money's worth out of the construction on that. But yeah, well, but the fact that they were able to incorporate demolishing the old set into it, yeah. into it, maybe that like the fact that oh, we don't have to pay the teamsters to break the set down because <laughs> Tim's going to do it with this twenty pound sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, I, I was just, yeah I was very excited to see more of their house. I have mm-hmm. no idea in the geography of this house where this bathroom is. This, I guess to the yeah. second floor. This is the parents. Well, we is this their master bathroom? Yeah, or, we okay. have we seen the bedroom yet? I mean, I I, no, I, I have I, a picture no. of it in my head, but I, I know that Tim and Jill go someplace to have sex in the middle of yeah. the day when the kids are around. <laughs> I just don't know, and that's another thing that happens in this episode. That's uh, right. The thought of a whirlpool just turns Jill on so much. <laughs> they don't go have sex though. They they don't. Was well, that because Brad and Randy come home with the love note? Then that's a B plot that we need to explain to you guys. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, I I just I don't have any memory of them frolicking off uh, as they usually do to go have sex. She she says to him like when he he explains like oh yeah the show's gonna pay for everything and we're yeah. gonna get you this whirlpool and that they'll get you everything you ever want. She goes oh what if I just want you right now? Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Really, really, uh, she's more southern than normal in this episode, and my <laughs> southern accent is worse yeah. than normal today, and it's. A- <laughs> perfect storm of that's right every every cast and crew member that we've done voices for on this show has been southern at this point yeah yeah (laughs) and really we're not good at impressions either that jimmy stewart off was really it was really unfortunate um yeah well i don't maybe they did go have sex who who knows but uh that's um we do actually get to see the bedroom for half a second as in the like the one long take yeah yeah. jill like hides her tampax oh that that's what those were. Okay, yeah. I didn't see. That's why she was so mortified. When, yeah, when the camera was on her, and that so. That well, would, Jill, you shouldn't be mortified. It's natural. Yeah, you know you're filming. Yeah. Well. Yeah. A. There was a camera in the room. This isn't taking you by surprise. Right. And B. You know what? That's that's life. That's life, Jill. Good on you yeah. for uh, not uh, being at menopause yet. You know, you should be proud <laughs> that you've still got some of your fertility. Yeah. Well, she's uh, only thirty eight. Oh, I think she's got a little while. Good for her. Good for her. You know what? Don't don't do another kid because you've got your hands full with the three that you you've got. But you could if you wanted to, and yeah. that's what's important. And I believe that's actually an episode 
Oh yeah, down the line, way later down the line is the so, should we have another kid uh, episode? I think it's once Randy maybe goes or I can't. Something happens. It doesn't matter. We'll so get to that episode when we get to that. They're, they're they're having trouble conceiving, and then Tim's like, "We have to add more power to your womb. Let's try these fertility <laughs> supplements." And uh, it just it just goes it goes in a really really weird and wacky I know, direction. Jill sprouts wings after <laughs> taking those and it gets real weird. Flies uh, to Westeros. Uh, it's a weird crossover <laughs> that you did not expect. Season seven is going to be great, guys. <laughs> Patricia Richardson oh, liberating the, the the kingdoms. Yeah. So, um, just not to belabor on the this opening scene, but there's a lot of information that's thrown at us here where um, Tim is kind of teaching Mark how to shave, which is the impetus for the whole, like, shaving cream in the sink, which leads to the wanting a double sink. But we also learn that Brad has a girlfriend. Oh, he does. Or that he at least has a crush. Who? But it seems to, unlike the crushes that... I had when I was uh, Brad's age. Mm-hmm. This crush like seems to reciprocate his affections and actually like him back, which <laughs> yeah. struck me as very unrealistic. That's not how it works. <laughs> well, what struck me as unrealistic, uh, and I just got a little envious of it, is Brad's uh, ability to embrace liking girls to his parents that quickly. Yeah, they're just yeah. they're all on the same page with it. I still don't tell my parents when I'm dating somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, no, I remember I got a I got a Valentine from a girl when I was in like like probably second grade, and I was like, oh god, if my parents find this, they're gonna give me endless like shit and making googly eyes at me and stuff. So I hid it in my room and didn't find it until I was moving out for college like twelve years later. <laughs> Did you respond? I, twelve years later, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But at that point, that that girl was already uh, pregnant and on meth, like most people from my high school. So <laughs> uh, I, was, I was I was playing it cool, you know. You got to yeah. wait at least twelve years, otherwise you look desperate. Yeah, that's what they taught us in in swingers. Randy in this scene also is uh, he's. I let me ask you. Yeah, ask. So we've never really brought up uh, Randy's motivations. <laughs> Uh, I think Randy's motivation is to become is to usurp Mark as the is the heartthrob of the show. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> that that is probably more accurate than uh, than we believe. But um, Randy, the character, yeah, seems extremely uh, manipulative. Yes, there's a moment when uh, Tim brings out the he's like going through Jill's stuff. And he pulls out the the eyelash pliers and uh, the the lip gloss, and Randy says, "What are those for?" But he delivers it in such a way that is impossible to tell if he's legitimately curious and doesn't know, or if he's egging Tim on, knowing that Tim's going to make himself look like a fool by putting it on his mouth, the lipstick. So I'm wondering if if Randy's manipulating him into making him look like a fool in order to gain some sort of power advantage. I could see that. I could except except this is I, I like that idea, and I could see that being the case as it goes on because uh, uh, Randy certainly of the three is the trickster. Uh, yeah. of 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 the group. It took me by surprise when Tim started putting on makeup, though, because and this is me like being familiar with the show yeah. and 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 knowing Tim as a character. So I'm not saying I know him better than his own son, but may- maybe I am saying that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the show was on for about as long as Randy's been alive. Anyway, yeah. I I don't think it was just because I couldn't. I would. N- I never would have guessed that he would start putting on his wife's makeup in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, a guy who spent so much time trying to reinforce his own masculinity. That's true. I'm also. Let me just say. I think, and we harp on this point a lot, and I think we're demanding a sort of logical consistency from this 90s sitcom that, that we, <laughs> doesn't exist. We're just, we're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Uh, 
Tim Tim goes on this whole thing about like in an earlier episode, Jill, don't touch my tools, don't touch my tools, this is my stuff. Oh, here I am in the bathroom with all my wife's expensive cosmetic supplies. I'm just gonna put it all over my face. Yeah, really. And it, it, from episode one to this episode, there it does flip flop like that mm-hmm. uh, between touching people's stuff and respecting people's. Uh, property and space, yeah, and not, yeah, and uh, it seems like we've already had the argument, yeah, we've already solved that problem, and yet it keeps coming back up. I, I, I don't know, man. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess if they, if they just, if it was never an issue again after episode two, then the show would have been four episodes long, probably. <laughs> would have been, would have, it would have been on long enough to see Sir Larry, and then, uh, and then gone. Um, I miss Sir Larry. I, I do too. I was really thinking this would be the episode where he is he out of that box yet? You know, we never know. Um, well, see, this that's another like part of Randy's manipulativeness. <laughs> he in that episode gets Mark and Brad to hoist uh, hoist him. He oh. manipulates them into hoisting the the trunk that Sir Larry's in, and they're going to drop it from the tree. So there was even I think it was the first episode. Uh, Randy did the same thing to Mark on the swing set. Oh, he yeah. had him tied up, and uh, Tim was yelling at him. And this is it's it's uh, you know it's Randy portrait of a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that might be where we're heading. That he do, he doesn't go off to college; he goes off to jail. There was that turtle shell too. I don't know if you remember. It was like yeah, there's the, a naked turtle running around. Yeah, out there. yeah. He comes back. He's killing animals. And is there bedwetting? Do you think? I mean. That because that's a sign of serial killers, know. folks. That's not just us obsessing well, about bedwetting. He does have a very loving mother that you know goes against the grain, but that's not to say that there's not yeah, other. You know, it's you know nature versus nurture stuff. Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer had loving parents, and that didn't stop him from dismembering all those people. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's there's plenty of podcasts about serial killers, so we shouldn't try and compete with that. Uh, we should really stay in our wheelhouse. Uh, so a thing that that. I liked it. So I think what, what really got me so jazzed about this episode is that, again, it's now Home Improvement is finally utilizing the fact that, oh, yeah, the main character is on a TV show. We yes. can bring the TV show into our TV. So I love that, that he's got the camera crew in the house, that he has cooked up this harebrained scheme to that is so definitely fraud to get the show <laughs> to pay for his new bathroom. But the best part is that this is the first time Al ever walks into Tim's yes. house. I mean, maybe he's come over before, like, before the show, like, before we start. Yeah, you know, maybe there was a wine and cheese reception when he first got hired. But this is his first time at Tim's house. Mm -hmm. And immediately, he and Jill are bonding over picking out the the color of tile. Like, Jill has been trying to get Tim to decide on one, and they're all the same pinkish color of tile. And Tim's like, that's all the same pinkish color of tile. I don't care which one it is. And then Al walks in and goes, oh, well, I think kumquat is better than pumquat or whatever the other. Loquat, I think it was. Loquat. Who knew there were so many quat-oriented colors? (laughs) Apricot. Uh, Uh, I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. Yeah. As a designer, web designer, I have to know my colors. You make make lots of pink websites. (laughs) I I made a few pink ones. No, those Mary Kay ladies. It's actually a little, uh, it's tinged with orange. If you can get like a... Almost a rosé oh. with a little orange in there. That's kind of what, a, what an apricot or kumquat would look like. Yeah, and what's a, what's a good cheese pairing with it, would you recommend? <laughs> uh, so, but so Al, Al comes in and is looking at the samples. And yeah, and he, and he immediately makes this very, you know, well thought out recommendation because of the coloronics or whatever, yeah. how it makes you feel. Um, coloronics. Coloronics, like colonics. <laughs> 
and what what I thought, just the fact that that Al immediately has such a light touch or deft touch when it comes to interior design, is that if this show was being made in like 2007. Al would be gay, and that would just be a thing. Like, it yeah. would be, and it would be kind of underplayed, but he would, like, mention it in a couple episodes. <clears throat> that would be a deal. And I think that were, were, you know, were I to Slider's style go to an alternate universe <laughs> where home improvement didn't exist, but then I was able to start home improvement now. Right. That is the, the change that I would make is Al is gay, and so there's that new kind of, like, <laughs> Tim the manly yeah. man, and Al is this very, uh, very handy gay dude, and, right. but there's still this kind of between them. Or you could slide it the previous decade, go into the 80s, and I feel like Al would be the, like, um, uh, flamboyant foreign exchange person. Oh, yeah. You know, kind yeah. of Belky style. Yeah. Where it's, you know, he's not necessarily, um, he's not necessarily gay, but doesn't understand the American culture yeah. and the boundaries between American males, uh, American, you know, manhood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just really happy to see Al mm-hmm. getting his. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we, we haven't talked a lot about Al, uh, cause he hasn't really been too big of a, uh, character on the show until recently and i have some information maybe now we should start to share this yeah yeah, sure uh i wanted to verify it before uh really going into it but i heard it in a documentary from richard karn's mouth himself so uh he wasn't the original choice to play al oh really they had cast somebody else um who had schedule issues yeah and so al was just gonna fill in for him for a few episodes uh, until this other guy was available again. I can't yeah. remember who the actor was. I don't think it was anyone huge. Uh, what ended up happening was Al made, or, uh, Richard Karn made such a, a character out of so little that they decided, uh, once the other actor backed out completely to just give it to him. Wow. Uh, and the character was initially called Glenn. <laughs> uh, but now he's called Al. I think they were reserving the name Glenn for the other actor to come on and replace Al. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why we haven't seen too much of Al because oh, they were okay. in a holding pattern waiting for this other actor to come in. Yeah. Now I think we're finally starting to see nine episodes. We're almost a half a season in. Yeah. Like, yeah. The other guy's not coming. Yeah. So we're going to give this to Richard Karn. Thank God. Cause I can't imagine just like Jill. I yeah. can't imagine the show with another actor in that role. Yeah. I, I mean, good on, good for Richard Karn then making so much out of the little that he had. And, and yeah, and turning, turning the show around. Like, do you think that maybe the turning point was when he broke down in tears <laughs> on, on the, the feelings episode? Uh, it could have been. I, yeah, well. I couldn't picture a Glenn doing that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, what do you think that yeah. Glenn is a character was? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think Glenn was going to fulfill the same role of the more knowledgeable assistant who hates yeah. him? And, I, so he would have been doing Al stuff just in a different body. I think so. He, if, if I were to guess, it probably would have been a little more hostile, a little more, um, I don't know. Uh, it seems like they'd have to play on some, like, male camaraderie, um, maybe like alpha male situations. Yeah. Like the know-it-all versus the, the bravado. Yeah. Um, you know, Tim being the bravado and this <laughs> fantasy character of Glenn being the know-it-all and having the confident, <laughs> the, the quiet stoicism of knowing, uh, what he's doing. When, when you say the fantasy character of Glenn, you mean he's like a goblin or a wizard <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> the reason they couldn't get him is because he was cast in Lord of the Rings. Yep. <laughs> because because they only cast actual orcs and goblins in that movie. Yeah. It was no prosthetics. I know, and they cast a decade early. Yeah. Um, well, it was a big production, man. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I want to I want to hop back on this uh, thought with, with yeah. Brad's uh, B story before we go oh, yeah, right yeah, back yeah, into yeah, sure, the sure. time. So, 
in that opening scene, we find out that he has this crush, this girl, yeah. Jenny Zadarsky. Um, it's a great name. Staying in with the Polish, uh, you know, uh, communities that are around this area that they live in. Yeah. Uh, so good on you for your research, writers. Uh, well, also just Polish last names are funny and sound good on TV. <laughs> Fair enough. With all due respect to Poland. <laughs> The next scene that uh, he comes up in, which is right after the commercial break, or I don't even know if it's a commercial break, but um, he comes home from school. He has brushed his hair <laughs> into a spike. And I don't want to belabor uh, 90s fashion because it just feels like low-hanging fruit. But Brad has some real nostalgic stuff going on. And he's got a hodgepodge of, like, the black denim uh, jacket. Yes. Not even, like, a jean jacket, but just, like, that fake denim. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, underneath it, he had overalls with one strap undone. I saw that. He must have, A, must have been pretty warm on set that day. A lot of layers. Oh, yeah. It was. It looked like something out of a thing that they had made now and were like, oh, we're going to make a joke about the 90s. <laughs> right. How much 90s stuff can we put on one person? <laughs> yeah. Not just the hair. Let's also get the overalls and the jacket. Right. Uh, it, the only other difference between this and that, like if it was that 90s show, if that ever was a thing. I'll give it time. Uh, <laughs> um, the only difference would be that Brad would be saying like, tubular, radical. Yeah. That's so gnarly, man. Yeah. Um, I, well, do you think maybe because yeah, the beat there is that is that uh, Brad is going going full bore on on the stuff that he is an eleven year old thinks is cool that maybe right. the producers were like we're yeah, let's just do you know because the pre- people making the show are in their thirties or forties at this point so they're like oh right. the stuff that the kids are doing these days looks stupid even though that's the in stuff yeah so maybe they themselves were like let's load him up with every trick like if that was happening today he'd like walk in with like a fidget spinner <laughs> right. and um and like I I, I don't know and snap like, he's fidget spinning while he's snapchatting yeah, yeah, with yeah. dog filters and yeah uh, yeah uh, swiping on Tinder yeah are eleven year olds on Twitter. Tw- Twinder? Twinder. Yeah, they're, that's what they're on. They're, they're on they're Twinder, on, not yeah. Tinder. <laughs> also, lots of pedophiles on Twinder. Yeah, I, uh, I realized after saying it, maybe not a sentence one should say. Uh, I think actually, tw- I think Twinder is the website <laughs> that only matches you up with identical twins, or it's the website. <laughs> it's the website that helps identical twins find each other, long lost twins. So you're just going through it, and it's got your camera activated, and so it puts their face next to yours on the camera, so you can see if oh you look my alike. God, yeah, and uh, it's and it's a lot of swiping left. <laughs> Because it's really hard to find your identical twin, and most people don't have one. <laughs> Just to, to follow with the scene for a second. Yeah. After Brad uh, disappears, after uh, explaining that uh, Jenny Zadarsky likes spiky hair, which uh, I'll comment a little bit on what you just said, which was um, Tim walks in mm-hmm. while uh, while Brad's getting a juice box. And line. yeah, he's, he goes, ooh, sharp. And he goes... Oh, you like my hair? He goes, no, it's legitimately sharp. Uh, as you know, it's, it's all spiky. What I kind of found interesting about um, the way that Tim and Jill play that is that, and the writers too, I suppose, they don't make fun of Brad. I mean, like, that's it. That that comment is about all that they they give him crap for. Yeah. Um, where I feel like nowadays it would have been like a three or four joke, like shaming him essentially for yeah indulging in what's popular, which yeah. is what kids do. Yeah. So I, I'm just giving them credit. Like that's, you know, I wish my mom still gives me shit for <laughs> wearing certain things or having certain hairstyles. It's like, <laughs> come on, I'm 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the, yeah, no, there, again, this is, this is just another, uh, another mark in the Tim and Jill are actually good parents column, even if Tim is not necessarily a good husband all yeah. the time. Uh, they both, yeah, they, they, 
you know, they do well with the kids. And later mm-hmm. on when... The, so this whole plot line with Brad and his girlfriend at school, yeah. it, it just plays out in an interesting way. Because there's not really this arc of like, oh, he's trying to hide it. Or it's not right. like, oh, you know, he wants to impress her, but then she burns him or anything. It's just kind of... It's just a sort of thing that's happening yeah. as the whole house is getting destroyed. Like the kind of end point of it is that uh, Brad is really excited because she's going to call him before school, and then she does, and he's, like, super yeah. nervous on the phone. Well, she was in the last episode, or maybe two episodes ago, the mention of her. She, oh, okay. She, the oh, actress really? wasn't there, but... Oh. Uh, so this is, like, something they're continuing, mm. um, which I think is kind of interesting to kind of chart the, the progress of a male um, or a teenage... Uh, Romance, you know, yeah. a budding first love. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's lasted a couple weeks already, yeah. it's, it's pretty successful. Yeah, right? exactly. And um, it, in the later scene, Brad gets his first phone call from a girl. Yes. And it's a moment that they share between, that he shares with uh, Tim. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh man, that's like, I see why television shows are surrogate parents. Yeah. <laughs> because I want that. Yeah. I wanted that. Yeah. He, no, uh, Tim really. You know, he, he he doesn't make fun of him. He doesn't try and make him nervous or anything. He mm-hmm. just stands there and watches as he, he like, has this very kind of like, yeah, hello? He, yeah. Okay, bye. And hangs up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, she wants to sit with me at lunch. And then Tim, like, high fives yeah, him. They and they celebrate cheer. together. It was a good little father-son bonding moment. Yeah, it's it's good, you know? I... We, the phone I, call was hilarious, by the way. Yeah, just just him with, with his hand shaking, <laughs> yeah. holding the receiver. Do you remember your first uh, phone call with a girl? Do I? Uh, yes. I mean, I think I, we were on cell phones at that point, but yeah, oh, I wow. remember, no, I remember when, when that, those were first happening. I also, yeah. there was a brief weird period in high school where I was, I was stalked by a, a really weird girl who had some issues and she called me a couple times, which was also strange. Yeah. And at one point, uh, registered a fake email address and impersonated a guy threatening oh to beat me god. up if I didn't hang out with her. So. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm glad I didn't grow up in the age of uh internet and technology I, yeah you know i i'm just i just thank my lucky stars i didn't have facebook in high school because yeah, it yeah, would have yeah. all been online <laughs> everywhere there'd be a, and you could go to my page and look at it right now so you know before i forget because yeah. i forget this uh, from time to time in episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there should probably be an official point in the podcast where we where we say this but i'm just going to say it now right. uh there were five grunts oh, in this episode that's a real low for it, how much home improvement was happening yeah that's a very low uh, granted uh, he does only tend to grunt during like powerful uh celebratory moments yeah which <laughs> this did not have many of well, so he's messing everything up most of the time yeah well uh you know i don't i don't think so landon because if you recall the uh the greatest uh the greatest cluster of mm-hmm. grunts in a small time was when he was uh giving that scared little boy a oh, heartfelt right. conversation about overcoming your fears yeah so it's not just moments of power that's it's fair you know, the grunt can... Empowerment? Oh, that is very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing appreciatively at Landon right now. Uh, but so, yeah, it's it's four, it's five grunts, and the first four of them are when he and the boys are shaving in mm. the first, like, 30 seconds of the show. Yeah. And then the other one is when he's talking to... So, you know, he's pissed off Jill. Jill has taken the boys and gone to a motel. Tim is talking to Wilson out back, and I screwed it up. Why do I always make such a big deal? I, you know, Tim says this whole thing about how I, I always want to build things and make everything better. Why is that? And Al and uh, Wilson, Wilson, yeah. says, Wilson says, well, it's because you can't, you can't have children, Tim. And Tim goes, <laughs> And that's the that, that's the total number of grunts. Wow. It, I was ready for him to be grunting when he was smashing through the wall with a twenty pound sledgehammer, but no. right in that really really forced uh, 
Al says, make sure the thing with the sledgehammer is make sure you don't go through both sides of the wall. Yeah. And Tim, like, almost intentionally does so. Yeah. Um, and then the camera drops down and perfectly yeah. frames in Patricia Richardson sitting on the other side, yeah. giving Give a little. It. I got a comment on this, uh, this shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed. That was that whole scene, one take. Oh. It was like directed by Alejandro Inaritu. It was yeah. like. He enters the bedroom, Jill with the Tampax, they follow, this roaming camera follows him into the, the bathroom, they start uh, talking, him and Al start talking, Felix yeah. is there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening in this shot. Yeah, and then there's like Rob Lowe and Martin Sheen are walking down the hallway <laughs> talking about foreign policy. Uh, Clive Owen is dodging bullets while carrying a baby. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds is walking through the nightclub and then he sees Mark Wahlberg for the first time. Uh Leo DiCaprio. Uh, no, that that was yeah. It's it was a cool little remote segment. I mean, which clearly they didn't do with the live audience there. Yeah. But it's, I always kind of like that on a sitcom or on a three camera sitcom when they'll do a bit that actually mm-hmm. you know takes you around the the set in a different way than you normally yeah, see. Yeah, well, this get these this new is angles. Another uh, interesting bit of trivia about the show: it's not a typical three camera sitcom. Mm. Um, there are five cameras. Mm. There's the three traditional, but then they have one specifically for close-ups and then one that sometimes attaches to a crane for the Wilson shots, oh. uh, but also can go inside the set, uh, to kind of get these kind of moving shots, which separate it from, you know, the look of it from other sitcoms that feel a little more stagnant and stale. I, I guess this show would just have to have more coverage and be more produced given how many disasters and like big <laughs> yeah, right. set pieces there are compared to a Seinfeld. Yeah, this is like the Michael Bay of uh, <laughs> of television shows where it's like, we got to get it from every angle. Yeah. Get a camera in every single position we can and just we'll cut it together in post. They added more power to the sitcom format. <laughs> There's just not as much uh, slow motion in the show as there is in Michael Bay films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, those 360 degree <laughs> pan arounds. <laughs> right from... Getting out of a helicopter. Yeah. 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 Call Wilson. Shit just got real. <laughs> oh, man. Let me let me hop on this Wilson train for Hop a on second. the Wilson train. It's boarding at the station. Yeah. We get two moments of Wilson. One is real fleeting, where he's handing Tim the hose after they he uh, shut off the water accidentally. And Wilson is kind of like, even Wilson in that moment is like a little annoyed with Tim's incompetence. But the, the second one, and I felt like you even turned to me uh, during this. So... What is Wilson doing when we first are introduced to him? Uh, when we're fr- in in this episode, uh, he is he is fiddling with a telescope mm-hmm. in the backyard. Yes, yes, <laughs> he's looking into a telescope. Yeah, and he tells Tim that he's just looking at the expanding universe. It's like it's like they wanted us to draw the conclusions that we're drawing from this show. I know. As much as I would have just latched onto that alone, what he says next is what got me. Uh, he says, um, so he's talking about, you know, he goes in this whole, uh, monologue about Tim not being able to give birth yeah. and the whole need for wanting to do the construction on the house is because since men can't give birth, yes, they have a need to create. Yes. And he goes into this thing about creating something as wonderful as human life. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, that is the, because you know, Wilson. I guess Wilson does create some things. Like he's making those ducks and everything. But yeah, mm-hmm. that could be the you know Wilson puts it on Tim. Like you have to you know all men have to create things. You make big home improvement projects. But he never then takes it one step further and goes, "I created the universe and all life." Right. Well, God wouldn't be boastful. True. 
True, he wouldn't. And Wilson, yet, yeah, man. He's just dropping these little seedlings. Also, it might be worth mentioning that there, um, we, we've talked about this is Wilson God theory for a while now. Mm. Uh, there, and it's been brought to my attention that there is an existing theory um, by a Reddit user who has since deleted his Reddit. So there's no uh, way to attribute a title to him or a name to him. But his theory is that Tim is a Christ-like figure, oh, which mm. fits a little bit. I mean, he's a carpenter. He's building stuff. Uh, I honestly feel like this Wilson thing is a, a little more has more legs to it. I I I would I would be way more jazzed about Christianity if Jesus was like Tim Taylor. <laughs> if he if if like if the time that he and Mary were together was just was you know Mary Magdalene or whatever was right. just just uh you know she was kind of like well I just wish that we had a second stable in this in this <laughs> barn or whatever we have in in these times and, right. and Jesus is like oh yeah I can I can build that no honey no I was just talking out loud don't do it no I'll just add more Christianity. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm gonna we... turn this water into wine. Poof. Yeah, yeah, that's vinegar. Oh, I meant poof. That's motor oil. Poof. Kool Aid. Judas is my assistant. He assists me. <laughs> oh my god! If Al stabs Tim in the back someday, that would be. Well, he already set him on fire. It looks like in one that's of the true. episodes. Yeah, that's right. We might be throwing too much theory in a little cluster in one single episode, but I was struck by something. Uh, from the title of this episode, which is Bubble Bubble Toil and Trouble, yes. playing on the the, um, the witch's song from Macbeth, where yeah. they're building a charm to, you know, against Macbeth's enemies. Yeah. Is it is it a curse to say Macbeth when you're recording a podcast, or is that only when you're on stage? I think it's only when you're performing. Okay, okay. I'm um, but I'm ready for death. Bring it. <laughs> well, I'm not, so I'm going to move further away from you. <laughs> well, you haven't said the title. Okay, oh, good. Or maybe you did. I can't remember. Um, I should be paying better attention to that. Here's my question. Do you think Tim is as accident-prone and as inept as he is because he's cursed? Well, he did get that death card mm -hmm. a few episodes ago. Well, okay, maybe he is cursed. That would explain why, like, why he's in this position of, of power and authority and yet has, seems to have done... Like, maybe he earned this position because he was competent previously, but then he got cursed... And now, and this the show takes place in the period before the people around him realize he's yeah. cursed and try to stop him. How would he have gotten the curse? That's it's something we'll have to find out. Maybe he like maybe he <clears throat> he stole and like he he was in Egypt and he stole like a sink or like an ancient <laughs> an ancient Egyptian wrench from a tomb. <laughs> And uh, he Unk. got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, thinking uh, that it was some sort of <laughs> wrench, yeah, some yeah. ancient wrench. Yeah, I, I feel like a curse would. That, that's about the only explanation that makes any sense mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's some disgruntled uh, tool time audience, uh, you know, home viewer that just like was anti whatever uh, anti feminist thing that he said. So you're saying there's an elderly gypsy woman <laughs> who who happens to just really be into. Uh, home improvement and is watching Tool Time to try and get some tips on how to refurbish her uh, <laughs> right. gypsy den. Yeah, and then doesn't like what what he he is saying and yeah. throws a curse down. Yeah, exactly. That that she doesn't even have to be there. In person. we never get to see his palms, so maybe oh. maybe because that's isn't that the well, I guess that's a sign of the werewolf. A gypsy puts a curse on you; it shows up in your palm. 
it's in your palm? Like what? Is it like hairy palms? I thought that was no, you do other like a, things like too a pentagram much. sort of thing. Oh, really? Or at least in the Wolfman movies. Um, do you have a joke of the episode? Like your favorite uh, one? Or you got any other? Uh... Uh, God, there's quite a few jokes that got me. There's some really um, good good ones. I do want to ask you about the fart joke. It seems like it came oh, out of nowhere. It was yes. apropos it was of nothing. It was a stealth fart joke. It was yeah. a silent but deadly fart joke. Yeah. yeah. Do you we just want my, yeah, my well, reaction? Well, like, it seems strange. So Tim is so there. So it's the beginning of day ten of their home improvement project, and Tim and Al are standing in the backyard with the newly de- delivered jacuzzi tub, which they are soon to discover is too large to fit up the stairs because Tim didn't measure properly. But they're standing there getting ready to go, and Tim is like, "Oh, I got some sausage in my teeth. I don't know." And then it's like they're counting them off to start. Tim and Al standing together, and it's like five, four, three. Man, that was a spicy sausage. And then... (laughs) Al just starts to tear up. Yeah, Al just walks away (laughs) and comes back. And it took me a second, like, what's he... Is he got heartburn? Oh, it's farts. He's farting. (laughs) I I enjoyed just how subtle of a fart joke that was. (laughs) But it came out of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't like like he was eating sausages previously or like... (laughs) Like, that's a whole other episode of Tool Time where Al's, uh, you know, telling him, take it easy on the, the... craft services yeah the, these sausages are like super spicy and then he's like having gas through the entire episode <laughs> it just like comes out of nowhere it's all of a 10 second joke for its own sake I, it's I, weird. I think i do remember an episode where tim comes back from the speedway and and jill is wanting to get frisky but tim has massive gas <laughs> and it's sort of this combination of him both being horny but also having to fart which that's really, that every man struggle i think so <laughs> <laughs> that's basically basically the story of my life um i will okay so as far as lines go yeah um i don't know if it's my favorite but i really thought it was a bold joke yeah where tim is uh the the tub has been delivered yeah uh, it finally quells a lot of jill's uh anger and frustrations temporarily. when she sees it temporarily and he's going through the features of it and says this thing has seven speeds, uh, slow, medium, and who needs a man? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a that's a bold joke to make on a family show. That was my favorite one of the episode, yeah. purely because of like <laughs> that's that's just kind of racy. That's just like you don't get a lot of women masturbating jokes yeah. on '90s sitcoms. Well, <laughs> then the question becomes: in the post-credit scene where she's actually enjoying her. <laughs> Oh yeah, where she's where we see her in the bath with the headphones yeah, on, and everyone the guys knocking are knocking on the door. You've been in there for seven hours. <laughs> Doing what? Question mark. We get this kind of weird overhead shot of her lying in the tub with her eyes closed, with her eyes closed, and a glass of wine, Chardonnay. <laughs> well, it's hard to say. I mean, you don't hear the jets going, but maybe she's just in the in the cool down afterglow. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, oh that's that's the that's the other that's the other darker direction this show. Like this is the thing. Tim Tim is constantly pissing off his wife, but she keeps him around. Like even in this episode mm-hmm. on uh, when the when the uh home improvement project has gone to 17 days and he has burst a water main out front and the gas line is nearly ruptured and b- blown up the house, Jill gets mad at him for Tim for fucking up all this stuff and takes the kids and goes to a motel, which to me, it seems fairly reasonable thing. Like, yeah. it's not like she's leaving him. It's just like the house is dangerous and we yeah. can't really live in it. So I'm going to take my children to someplace safe. After two and a half weeks, I would, yeah. I would have, I've been peace out at like day six. Exactly, exactly. Then the next day, day 18, 
she returns because she missed him and she's apologizing for oh leaving. Oh my god, it was a heart... She, her performance in that moment was like... Sold me on her as one of the best actresses of uh, sitcoms in the 90s. Yeah, no, it was it was really it was really heartfelt talking about how, you know, I looked in the sink and just made me think about how I missed you or the shaving gunk, whatever. And it, it's a really heartfelt delivery. And at the same time, it's like, Jill, you really aren't the one who should be apologizing. Tim did this against your wishes, more <laughs> or less. And, and right. every single thing that has gone wrong, you can trace back to Tim. But the other thing, so then, then he takes her upstairs and the whole bathroom is completed and finished and it's beautiful. Day 17, the house is a disaster. Yeah. Day 18, the entire job is done perfectly. Right. What? I, how? I got a, I got a theory. Okay. Give it to me. <laughs> it j- it just it, came to me right this second. Is it Wilson? It's not Wilson. Okay. Well, maybe. It depends on, uh. Well, Wilson is in everything. On your, so. your definition of God's powers, but. What's your definition uh, or of flying Wilson? in the face of God. Yeah. It's the multiplicity angle. Have you ever seen the movie Multiplicity? I, I have seen the movie Multiplicity. Very similar um, problem. Yeah. Michael Keaton has an unfinished uh, house. Yes. And they all pull together, all of his clones yeah. pull together to yeah. get it done overnight. He brings in Eugene Levy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the other contractor. Yeah, Andy McDowell has taken off to her mother's. Yeah. And by the time she comes back the next day... It's all finished. And then and, and then at the end of the movie, he shoots himself on stage and the play gets great reviews <laughs> and he jumps out the window. Maybe we never really know what Emma Stone is looking at. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay. Well, no, that, that makes sense. So, so Tim cloned himself is what you're saying. Yeah, Probably exactly. with help from Wilson. I don't. Do you have anything else? Uh, oh, the one other thing that I have yeah, is, so the... You know, the, there's the kind of stinger or the credits thing for the episode is Jill in the bath, but the mm-hmm. the the formal end to the episode before that before the credits, you know, Tim Tim takes Jill into the bathroom. It's completely beautifully remodeled. It looks very nice. It's a new modern toilet, and they've got this like the jacuzzi tub and this like in this nice window that looks out. It's a wonderful bathroom. I'd happily I'd yeah. happily do any number of things in there, whether it's bathing or using the bathroom or sure. just brushing my teeth. I'd love it. Uh, either of the sinks, but they come in there. And he's showing off all the features, and then he says, oh, but here's the best part, and he, like, puts the lid up on the mm. toilet and flushes, and then the seat automatically goes down. Yeah. And big laugh from the audience, and I'm like, okay, is that, is there going to be another thing? And then, nope, executive producer's names, the the last joke <laughs> of the episode is a toilet that automatically lowers the seat, and then the transition out is, of all the transitions <laughs> so far, probably the best one, it's like a toilet seat closes over the screen <laughs> and then it's just like zoom closer until it fills just everything. until it fills it black yeah and then a flushing noise yeah my hat goes off to you home improvement that that <laughs> was uh that was wonderful indeed well it, that moment struck me too it, my note here was like i get it maybe tim is just an idea man he can't uh execute these things very well but he he knows what can improve something because his ideas aren't inherently bad. No, they're not. The dishwasher in the first episode, we've both talked about not wanting to wash a dish before putting it yes, in a dishwasher. True. I'm all for like, yeah, do a dishwasher that I don't have to do that with. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't. He doesn't execute it well. No, certainly not. <laughs> now I want you to defend the souped-up lawnmower. Well, that I have no defense for. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, because the lawn is obviously just not big enough. I'm trying to even think of some of the other stuff that he's done on the show. I, I mean, 
I, I like his ideas, but I don't, he just doesn't execute them well. Okay. So and I think that we'll see that come to fruition more in the future when he start. we get a lot of these like, um, new man rooms or women rooms. Like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, he does a closet at one point and the, like, uh, the, one of the first man caves. Oh. Uh, we get to see. Did Home Improvement invent the concept of man caves? I don't know. That's very curious. I, we'll have to figure that out. Okay. I mean, we're going to have to wait a couple years. Well, that's, <laughs> but that's, we'll fine. get there. Knowledge, knowledge takes time. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay, the only other thing I should point out, I don't know if I, I said this in my earlier grunt count, but right now the series grunt count is 138. So For nine episodes. For okay. nine episodes. So I know you're all waiting for that, and now you know it. Uh, so, <laughs> and knowing's half the battle. Yes, exactly. G.I. Joe. <laughs> all right, well, you can get uh, information on today's episode at our website, gruntworkpodcast.com, and uh, please share today's episode with uh, your Twitter followers, Facebook, uh, wherever you can share stuff. We got all of our share options there. Um, please uh, leave us a comment, uh, rating, review, whatever you feel uh, inclined to do on any of the podcatchers that you might be listening to us on. If you have any other longer questions, want to talk about any omissions, or just uh, complain to us, give us some feedback, you can always email us at info at gruntworkpodcast.com, uh, or reach out to us on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is gruntworkpod, P-O-D, uh, and that's that's that. Yeah. Truman, do you know what time it is? Time to open a window because I had some spicy sausage. Oh, God, that's some spicy sausage.